Portions of this program are pre-recorded. This is the Joe Pag Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Hi, great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. There's a ton going on. We've got three big interviews for you tonight. Make sure you stick around for each and every one of them. Part four with Laura Logan about great journalism and, and how to bring it back to America and Americans. And I guess how to tell the consumer how to tell between the good stuff and the bad stuff. You know, when you're being lied to, when you're getting disinformation, misinformation, and when you're getting straight journalism, which is actually just uh, filling in the blanks. Uh, also, we've got Adam Carolla, part two. He's going to talk about um, how do we stop from hitting bottom before we start making things better? And he's got some good advice on that. Plus, he's very funny, so make sure you stick around for that. And Dr. Jesse Lopez comes back about therapeutics, about whether we should be wearing masks or not, and the garbage he's facing in Kansas when it comes to just trying to treat his patients. All that and more on a Friday. Strings. Come on, horn section. That was me. That's Carrie somewhere. She's off today. What day is it anyway? Where is Bob Guthrie? Let's go. Friday. Uh-huh. Thank God it's... Thank God it is Friday. Yes, it is. Friday. Let's go. Thank God it's... Thank God it is Friday. Let's make it a free speech Friday. Let's go. Ah, freedom. Uh huh. That's Polo. Sam getting it done. Sam Button doesn't like being pressed lately. There it is. Eight 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 nine four one Pags. Eight 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 nine four one seven two four seven. JoePags.com. Whatever's on your mind. Fair game. If I know something about it, we'll talk about it. If not, we'll move on. There is a lot happening in the country. And again, we'll get to Adam Carolla bottom of this hour. It'll be part two and the finale of my interview with Adam. First time that I met him. First time that I talked to him, and I and I thought it went very well. Um, I like picking his brain because he he's exactly what you think he is. He's exactly that very not looking too far ahead. Not looking at the past at all, very in the moment, and makes decisions that he wants to do. He wants to try it, and if people follow, and if they consume it, if they like it, then that's great. So we've got him, we've also got Laura Logan, we've also got Dr. Jesse. I don't know if anybody's been watching this court case out of Georgia. Marjorie Taylor Greene, who's been on this show many times. Now people will say, well, are you guys friends? I like her. Got her phone number, she got mine. Uh, we've never met in person, but I've had her on several times. And I like her a lot. Now, are we friends? I, I think we have to meet somebody to be friends with them. But I'm fond of her. I think she does a good job. Does she sometimes say things that are a little bit beyond? Maybe. I'm okay with that, though. I do that, too. But she's being held up on high as some sort of insurrectionist. She somehow caused an insurrection, which doesn't make any sense, because there was no insurrection. And there, in fact trying to stop her from being eligible to ever run for office again. She, of course, because she's in the House of Representatives, is up for re-election right now. For those who don't know, every two years, the House of Representatives, the entirety of the House of Representatives is up for re-election. They serve two-year terms. Now, there is no limit to those terms, and maybe there should be. So she's up for re-election this November. It's like every other representative. Um... 
they want to stop her from being able to be eligible to run because they say that she violated, I don't know, Article 14 or something in the Constitution that says that you can't promote or attempt an insurrection. We now know why they've been using the word insurrection for so long. Because I thought to myself, self, in my 50-some-odd years, I've never used the term insurrection. I've never used that word. I've never thought about that word. I've never heard anybody use the word. Suddenly, it's an insurrection. I guess it's a part of this Article 14. Now we know why they're using it. And I watched some of this hearing today, which was happening in Georgia. And the side that's trying to get her ineligible... Like she's not up against criminal charges. She's not up even against civil charges. She's just up against whether she can run again. Now, they know that she's going to win easily. So they need her to not run again. They need her to not run. That's what they need. And if she doesn't run again, they have a chance of winning the seat. District 14, great state of Georgia. But why is that so important? Well, she's a loud voice, an America first voice, a very conservative voice, and one that doesn't take any crap off of the AOCs of the world. That's why they need her gone. So if you call her an insurrectionist, you can make her ineligible to to ever run again. And then now they have an open shot at the seat. In watching this today, the guy on the side trying to make her ineligible, the lawyer, actually made me a little bit sick. Now, you were probably busy. I'll fill you in. The lawyer tried to make 1776 a bad thing. He tried to make 1776 violent. He tried to make 1776 a negative, a pejorative. He tried to make the year 1776 a phrase. Really? And if you use that phrase, that's code for bring violence to the Capitol. Which, of course, it doesn't mean that. I guess one time ever, Marjorie Taylor Greene dared say, it's our 1776 moment. Well, what happened in 1776? Anybody? Right. The founding fathers declared independence. They didn't do anything violent on July 4th, 1776. It was actually July 2nd. It's a couple of days before they can get it finalized. The original draft was written by Thomas Jefferson on July 2nd. We could be celebrating July 2nd, but we're not celebrating July 4th. So on the 4th of July, 1776, a bunch of guys, a bunch of men, a bunch of founding fathers signed their names to a document, the Declaration of Independence. We are going to be independent from Great Britain, from England, from King George III. They didn't do so by overrunning the capital, by overrunning the local government. They just said, we are now independent, let's go. And then there was a revolutionary war. I mean, that document and that year doesn't mean violence. That document and that year means independence, the founding of our country, why we're so great, why we've been around for so long. Many of the people whose name appears on that document died poor, died young, lost everything. But they put it all on the line to have freedom, independence, liberty. 1776 is not a negative in this country. 1776 is a 
beacon of freedom and liberty. And this lawyer tried to make it like if you say 1776, you're inciting an insurrection, which just sounds stupid. There was no insurrection on July on January 6th, 2021. Well, Marjorie Taylor Greene and what Matt Gates and what Josh Hawley and what Jim Jordan and Ted Cruz and Donald Trump were all asking for was that the constitutional duty of the Congress be upheld and that they challenge the delegates. The riot and violence that happened at the Capitol literally stopped them from doing that. The riot, the upheaval, the law-breaking at the Capitol hurt Trump, helped Biden. Period. Prove me wrong. Because January 6th was the day that they were going to be able to actually challenge the delegates, challenge the electors' votes, and they would have had challenges in the House and the Senate side, which would have forced a revote, and that election might not have been certified. So something had to happen to make everybody stop trying so hard to look into what happened in that election. And what happened was a riot and violence where there is video of the Capitol Police letting people in. We're hearing word now that a dozen or more FBI agents were somehow in the middle of that crowd. So the idea that Marjorie Taylor Greene, by saying it's her 1776 moment, come to Washington and make your voices heard, somehow makes her an insurrectionist, is stupid. It's legitimately stupid. I don't care if you're five years old or 105. It's stupid to assert that. But this guy went on and on today about how 1776, the phrase, which is not, it's a, it's a date, um, it's a year, means violence. That she somehow caused an insurrection and she tried to overthrow our democracy. This is how stupid it is. Just let that sink in. If I say we're doing a rally in downtown San Antonio tomorrow and I ask you to come down there and make your voices heard, am I starting an insurrection? Or am I asking people to gather and raise their voices, which is protected by the First Amendment? It is a right granted by the Creator, protected by that document from government stopping us from doing it. He brought up tyranny a lot today, too. Tyranny says, stop tyranny. And the Declaration says tyranny. Right. You don't want tyranny. There's nothing wrong with saying, I don't want tyranny. I don't want tyrannical government. I don't want a tyrant overlording over me, Joe Biden. I don't want that. But again, if you even say tyranny, and if you say tyranny in the Second Amendment, and if you say 1776, you're an insurrectionist. And you must never run for office again. By the way, they're trying to do this with Donald Trump, too. Every other day, there's something else that Trump said, did, or farted that means that he shouldn't be able to run again which is, again, decidedly stupid. My question is very simple, and I want your thoughts on this too, 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247. My question is a simple one. I get it. They don't want Marjorie Taylor Greene to be in office anymore. I get it. They don't want Donald Trump to be the president again. The question is, why don't you just beat them? Why do you have to cheat? Why do you have to take them to court? Why do you have to cost them tons of money? Why do you have to make them something they're not? She's not an insurrectionist. He didn't cause violence. They don't want to try to beat them at the polls because they can't. So they would rather exclude them, disqualify them, 
Oh, well, we would have beaten him easily, but he's disqualified, so he can't run again. That's the game. They don't think they can beat these people. So they're going to take them all to court and try to get them thrown out? One of the best parts of what I saw today in the Marjorie Taylor Greene hearing was when the doofus lawyer from Washington was going on and on about how bad 1776 was and that phrase means violence. Then asked her, what, what does it mean to you? She said, well, I know you're not from Georgia, but if you look at our seal, 1776 is on it. We're pretty proud of it. That was very telling to me. I think she'll win easily, but the fact that we had to go through this process and this mechanism makes me ill. This shows what the left is willing to do to stop people who would otherwise win and bring more freedom, be America first, to stop them from even running to begin with. They are so afraid that they can't stop them. This is the only way through some sort of legal maneuver, and it's pretty sickening. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Your thoughts when we come back. Stay here. Don't be an A-Dub. Stay with the Joe Pag Show. Thanks. I appreciate you stopping by. It's the Joe Pags Show, 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Your thoughts about this ridiculousness of bringing Marjorie Taylor Greene into a hearing, suggesting that she somehow was trying to incite an insurrection, suggesting that somehow what we saw on January 6th was an insurrection. Of course it wasn't. Suggesting that somehow she openly, on Twitter, on news broadcasts, on interviews, was saying, come to Washington and burn the place down, which, of course, she didn't say. Your thoughts on that? Is there any other reason you can think that they'd be doing this? I think it's very simple. They can't beat her. They can't beat Trump in 24. They've got to do all they can to make them ineligible. This is why they tried so hard to impeach and convict Trump after January 6th. He was almost out of office. There's no reason to do it. The only reason to do it is if you're if you're impeached and you're convicted, you cannot run again. This is always what it's been about. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. It's an awfully dangerous world. You see this news unfolding every day. The Ukraine war, China threatening Taiwan, North Korea firing missiles, Iran close to a nuclear bomb. Now Grant Stinchfield is asking if Joe Biden is putting America in real danger. All this week, watch Stinchfield's special on Newsmax, Dangerous Joe. It looks at how Joe Biden's decisions are really hurting America. Stinchfield speaks to top military experts, some even warn of a surprise attack. And Stinchfield looks at the Trump factor in all of this. Watch Dangerous Joe on Stinchfield at 8 p.m. Eastern tonight on Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. 20 million Americans watch it all the time. I watch it all the time when I turn on my smart TV that's right in front of me right now. Um, First thing that I see is Newsmax. It's locked in. America's fastest growing cable news channel. 20 million Americans watch it all the time. Get Newsmax on major cable and streaming platforms or download the free Newsmax app on your iPhone or Android to watch now. I made the switch to Newsmax. So check out Stinkfield tonight. Check out this special series he's doing. Find out more about what's going on with this dangerous world we're living in and make the switch to Newsmax. We go to the phone lines. I appreciate you taking the time at 888-941-7247, 888-941-PAGS. John, Texas, what's going on? Hi. Hey, 
Joe, I have a simple question that that I I cannot understand why nobody's brought up before. You have a very valid point in in Marjorie Taylor Greene's situation, and and also in the situation with Trump it, as far as the uh, uh, the trying to get him convicted. Right. But why has nobody, including uh, Ted Cruz, who's supposed to be a, a constitutional genius? And and anybody else up there that's supposed to be such a genius, why has nobody bothered to say a word about Kamala Hare Harris, who is obviously set up GoFundMe accounts to pay the bail of these these insurrectionists and and out and out rioters all over everywhere? Why has nobody even brought that up? Well, I mean, we do bring it up all the but time, and, and, other, and other legislators have brought it up. By the way, I mean, if you want to call her Camel Hair, that's up to you, but I just I don't think that it sounds immature. Um, Kamala Harris did, in fact, try to get people to donate to the fund to try to get, get people out of jail who were causing rioting and looting and mayhem and violence, and she helped to get them out of jail. I could not agree with you more. That should be brought up every day and twice on Sunday. No, legislators have brought that up. People like me, pundits, have brought that up. But I don't know why they're not going after her to make her uh, her ineligible, having promoted violence. I agree exactly. with you. Precisely. John, I'm with uh, you. No, I, I, I'm with you. And, and listen, you're, you're a free liberated American. You want to call Michelle Obama names, you want to call Kamala Harris some names, you want to call Biden names, fine. I just think that we do better when we keep it on facts. Kamala Harris, and if you want to say Kamala, that's up to you. She pronounces it Kamala. She, in fact, tried to get people and helped get people out of Minneapolis uh, jails. They were arrested for uh, doing all they could to burn that city down. Hundreds of businesses gone. A police precinct gone. All over the George Floyd situation. And again, I don't think George Floyd should have gone through that. But at the same time, here's a guy who had a criminal record as long as your arm held a gun to a pregnant lady as they home invaded her. Here's a guy that was high on something. I think I think fentanyl came out in the toxicology, who was trying to pass bogus bills. He wasn't necessarily a really good guy. They burned down the city. And Kamala Harris, instead of trying to bring peace, is somebody who's a, a leader in our country. She did all she could to make it worse. All she could to make it worse. Don't worry. If you get caught burning down our cities, we're going to get you out. And here's the fund. It wasn't a GoFundMe, but here's the fund that's helping to get people out. And that's a problem for me. And it should be a problem for all the legislators. You know, and John brings up an important point. A lot of people in the U.S. legislature, in the House and the Senate, talk a really good game. And not necessarily the ones that he, that he mentioned, but a lot of them talk a good game. And they, they write witty memes. And they write witty tweets. Yet they never really do anything of substance. Why not censure the vice president of the United States because of what she did there? Why not go after her saying that she's ineligible because she promoted violence in Minneapolis? Why not do what they do? I think it'd be rather easy. You've got the evidence right there. Her tweet still exists. I don't think she took it down by today. I think that'd be rather easy. All right, 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com, J-O-E-P-A-G-S.com. Our lead story on the website today is Fauci talking about how, I don't know, he just comes off as the arrogant Fauci that we know that he is. We'll have Dr. Jesse later on in the program to talk about Fauci and others. Uh, but up next is going to be Adam Carolla, part two in the finale of my interview with, uh, with the comedian, the actor, the guy who you know, the radio talk show host, the podcast guy, the author. Keep it here. Joe Pags coming back. This is the Joe Pags Show.
from Loveline to The Man Show. He's been a great comedian for a long time, great actor for a long time. He was one of the innovators of doing online radio like we do as well. It's Adam Carolla now, the finale on The Joe Pag Show. It's Adam Carolla. Go to adamcarolla.com. Get this book. Um, it is Everything Reminds Me of Something Available in July. Also go to dailywire.com slash Adam. Check out his podcast. Check out everything he does. Uh, an amazing mind in our country. So uh, as we're talking about it, there was just a story yesterday that 17 L.A. gangs told told their, their gang members to go and rob the wealthiest people in L.A. County. And still, we're talking about who's mean and who's not. At some point, when a guy you know boards a, a train in Brooklyn and shoots the place up because, because of the white supremacy that's a problem in America, maybe we should be smart and say policy does matter. And you know what? Mean tweets from Trump really weren't that mean because life was better. Do you think they're going to have a wake-up call before hitting rock bottom or it's got a bottom? Well, once the gangs start making their way into the affluent areas and doing the smash and grabs in Beverly Hills right. and robbing people in that area and, and actually murdered somebody in that area or multiple people in that area, once the gangs and the violence make their way into those affluent communities, then those people who normally only see it from the rear window of their town car, the homelessness and the garbage and the mess, you know, they don't, you know, they get in the car, they go down to the Staples Center, they see the Lakers play, they see a bunch of homeless people on their way out, but they end up in the Palisades or right. Beverly Hills or West Hollywood. And it hasn't come home to roost. But as the homeless start to franchise into those neighborhoods, as the violence starts to make their way into the neighborhood, as the riots and the smash and grabs make their way into those neighborhoods, then those people tend, because they're narcissists, they care about themselves ultimately. Right. They talk about caring about the homeless and caring about the dolphins and caring about the indigenous people. They don't care, but they do care about their own safety. And as it starts to make its way into that environment, then they will start changing the way they vote. It's Adam Carolla. Check out his podcast. Uh, again, Love Line and Man Show. This is how we, we became aware of you. An amazing mind, and I love everything that you have to say here. I've got to ask you about the, the lies about COVID-19. Um, uh, you and I can say this here because it's true. Ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine work. We know they work. They're not horse tranquilizers or horse dewormers. Um, monoclonal antibodies work. We know that these experimental drugs that we're told that we have to take before we can eat a pizza in New York City can cause clots and kill you. If you're a man, then it could cause some sort of cardiac issue. We know these things to be true, yet we still were, are wearing masks on planes. We can't say hydroxychloroquine on Twitter or else we get suspended. And if you don't you know, show that you've been uh, boosted, double boosted, or maybe quad boosted, Mr. T is going to come for you because you're a fool. How did we get here to where they, they misled us so much on COVID-19? And, and was there any apprehension for you to say some of the things I just said? I never had any apprehension about it. Um, I've been saying this for years. Uh, I sent a tweet out, God, almost two years ago. Right. And basically just saying this thing kills old people and it kills sick people. And the rest of you, I'll say peas, starts with a P. Uh, the rest of you got played. Yeah. And who's getting played next time? And I took a lot of crap for that. And people suggested I pull it down off of Twitter, which I never did because that's the truth. Right. Um, so I was never affected by it. I always knew which way the wind was blowing by which direction C CNN and Biden and the CDC. When I Fauci, when I hear them push really hard one direction, then I know something's going on. You know, 
the thing about hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin, uh, CNN, uh, Sanjay Gupta, uh, the White House, whomever, they should have been agnostic about the entire thing. Totally. They should have said, this stuff's been around for 50 years. It's been handed out. Billions of doses have been handed out worldwide. Um, Dr. Drew, by the way, says that um, I think it's hydroxychloroquine. It's one of the few things you don't have to stop taking if you're pregnant. That's how inert it is. Right. So CNN's approach to hydroxychloroquine would have went, should have been, I don't know, maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. Give it a try. Consult your doctor. That's between the two of you. The fact that they launched an attack against it, that was a tell to me. Was the attack because Trump mentioned, Trump mentioned it in a press conference, or was the attack because Pfizer and Merck and everybody else sponsors these newscasts? I think it started off as an attack uh, against Trump when we were just do the opposite, you know, Trump says stay in Mexico, right. then we get rid of that. If Trump says ivermectin, then we're hydroxychloroquine, then we attack that. Whatever, you know, if Trump says pipeline, they say cancel pipeline. Right. If Trump says lower taxes, they say raise taxes. There was a an entire just let's do the opposite of whatever Trump has ever said. That was the beginning of it. Then at the end, it did seem like there was something going on with big pharma and a, a lot of these news outlets. And then a lot of it, was just cognitive dissidence. Like we said this thing, we we're tired of being wrong. You know, Sanjay Gupta, he called it, you know, ivermectin horse paste. Right. Then he went on Joe Rogan's podcast and got his ass handed to him. Right. And then he went back onto CNN the next day and talked to Don Lemon and went, well, it is horse paste after all. I mean, they're weak, they're cowards, you know, they're trying to get paid. Um, but ultimately they don't want to, they're, they do, they're doing a revisionist history. Now yeah. you watch, um, Bill Maher's show. He says, you know, enough with the mask mandates and, and, and enough with the forced facts. And his audience starts clapping. And it's like, where were you ass wiped a year and a half ago? <laughs> That's true. Why are you clapping now? <laughs> what happened to you guys? Everyone's doing this revisionist history where they're going, yeah, yeah. It was a bad idea to close down schools. How come you didn't say anything when we closed down schools? If it was right. such a bad idea, why were you on the side of the group that wanted to close down schools? Why are we so uh, so uh, inept in stopping groupthink from overtaking us? We're calling it mass uh, psych mass formation psychosis now. Right, Dr. Robert Malone. We've had him on the show a few times. That's what it's called. Where, where you believe that you know the the sky is black because somebody else said that it's black or green or purple. Um, even if it's not, you can look right at it. And, and Adam, we've got the studies. Ivermectin works in India. It helped them stop the pandemic. Uh, Nigeria. They all take hydroxychloroquine to stop malaria. Guess who has some of the lowest per capita COVID nineteen cases? It happens to be Nigeria. So at the end of the day, there is anecdotal. Anecdotal and empirical studies that we can all refer to, yet Gupta can say it's horse paste, and then I've got a bunch of idiots on Twitter or calling my show saying, why are you for horse paste? It's, it's that dumb. Why are we so inept at stopping this mass formation psychosis that overtakes large groups of people, and they just buy it like drones? Well, basically, it's this. Uh, there are two sides. There's Gavin Newsom. And there's Ron DeSantis. Right. And they're both governors of huge states that have, you know, large populace and, you know, basically the same weather and coastline and blah, blah, blah. Ron DeSantis is a Republican. Gavin Newsom is a Democrat. And they're both very good examples of a Republican and a Democrat. Yes. You know, if you were to say 
put a definition in the dictionary and put a picture of a Republican and a Democrat, you'd see Ron DeSantis as a Republican and Gavin Newsom as a Democrat. So then all the people that were Democrats said, all right, we need to circle the wagons and we need to agree with everything the Democrat is saying, except for the Democrat was wrong about almost every subject that that involved COVID, right. closing down schools, closing down outdoor dining, masking, all the stuff. But they said, that's our guy. This is our team. We need to protect it. And the right did the same thing. The right said, no, open schools. Do what Ron DeSantis says. No mask mandates. No vax mandates. So everyone says to me all the time, well, fine. It's just a political thing. You got the left. You got the right. And sure, CNN, well, they were champion. They championed uh, Gavin Newsom. But okay, but then Fox. Well, they were on the side of Ron DeSantis, so right. we're even. And my question to them is, I don't care who's on what side. Who was right? And they, they won't tell the truth. They won't, they'll, say, they'll still say they were right, Adam. You had Fauci one day saying, you've got to take the fourth shot now. The next day, the Pfizer CEO says, hey, good news. We're going to have a fourth shot available for you. We know that it's all about money, but there's 50% at least of this country. I think it's 50%. Maybe it's not, not that much. That will buy anything Fauci says while the rest of us say, was he right or was he wrong about AIDS? Was he right or was he wrong about masks? Was he right or was he wrong about shots stopping the ability of, the, of this infection from getting you? He was wrong on all those counts. And yet, you're right. All we have to say is, was Fauci right? And they'll say, yeah, but he's the NIH guy. He's 80-something years old. He's been there 45 years. He's got to be right. H- how do you get through to those people that won't say, let Corolla tell you whether this was right or wrong? Well, I'll tell you how it, how it works. I feel Fauci... You know, if you take a look at Biden's approval rating first day of office, I don't know, mid-60s or, right. or something like that, right? Uh, Fauci's ratings would have been mid-80s at that same time. Agreed. Biden's ratings now are into the 30s, and Fauci's probably into the mid-40s, okay? Right. So he started off at a higher plateau, but he's going the same direction. If you would have polled Americans a year ago and you would have talked to a thousand Americans, 900 of them would have been pro Fauci. Do that. Do that survey today. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. But but yet they have power. Hopefully in November that's going to change. It's Adam Carolla, adamcarolla.com. Check out. Uh, he's, of course, the host of the Adam Carolla podcast. Great stuff. Uh, a comedy specials called Truth Yeller. Go to dailywire.com slash Adam to go check that out. Well, one last question, and, and I'd be an idiot not to ask you this, but I'm sure everybody else has asked you this. Will Smith going up on stage at the Academy Awards. I swear I'm not making this up. It's not radio talk. I wasn't aware that the Oscars were on that night. A friend of mine sent me the video of him smacking Chris Rock. Of course, I thought it was fake. No way I thought that really happened. As you analyze it, of course, he does walk up and smack him. And he walks up and smacks him because Jada has control of that guy. Uh, When you saw the change in her face, his face changed. He went up and did it. Is it ever appropriate? Because now comedians like you or talk show hosts like me, if we're on stage hosting something, we're apt to get smacked if we say the wrong thing. Your thoughts on what you saw that night? Well, there's been a kind of a slippery slope that I've been talking about for a long time, but nobody else has joined me on per se. And it's going to sound pretty trite at the beginning, but I'll explain it, which is it's, it's never okay to put your hands on somebody else for something they said. Right. And a lot of this started, and you can remember a lot of these stories. It it had happened. uh, Oh, I can't remember the names, but remember 
three, four years ago, the Cleveland Brown defensive guy took his helmet off yes. and took a whack at the quarterback or right. took the quarterback from Steelers and took a whack. And so it was like, oh, my God, he tried to kill him with the helmet. And then a couple days later, it was like, oh, but the guy who didn't have the helmet, who got his helmet taken off the quarterback, he may have said something racist. And then people were like, oh, okay. So we started going down this slippery slope where there'd be that someone would punch somebody and someone would do something, put their hands on someone and they go, yeah, because they said a, a racial epithet. And, the, and then we as a society went, oh, well, that's different. You shouldn't have done it. And I would say, I don't care what the person says. Right. You're not allowed to put your hands on the person. Right. And we, we got into this thing where it's like, well, he put his hands on him, but he said something racist or he put his hands on him, but he said something about his wife. You can't put your hands on people. That's the rule. That's the law. That's what Will Smith did. He assaulted and battered him in front of millions of people. Well, potentially millions. I mean, the ratings sucked. But in front of millions of people, and nobody did anything. They they claimed they tried to escort him out, but he wouldn't leave. So that's it. Let him stay. I mean, it's, it's the weirdest thing to me. But you're right. I've got a wife. I've got five kids. We all have people that we love in our lives. And if somebody says something out of line, you, there's a way to handle it. After the show, you go up to Chris Rock and say, you go apologize to my wife and make sure you make a statement of apology or else I'm going to kick your ass. And that still wouldn't be appropriate, but at least you did something that, that made sense where it was a private one on one thing. You walk up there as an A-list actor getting $15, $20 million of film and smack a guy, then walk back smugly like what you did was okay, and then scream the F word a couple of times from your seat. The guy needs help, but that night what he did was criminal, and you, you couldn't be more right. My words can never harm you. Unless my words are, Adam, grab the gun and shoot that guy. Maybe then I'm inciting violence. I understand that. But that's not what happened that night. He made a G.I. Jane reference because she's got short hair. And he says he didn't know about the alopecia. But even if he knew about the alopecia and made a, a specific alopecia joke, Adam, if I get what you're laying down, that still should have been, you, you don't get to punch the guy. Well, also, what no one really talks about is he didn't write that joke. He's got writers. Right. I've written for the Academy Awards right. two times. He, he didn't write that joke. Somebody else wrote that joke. It, you know, a middle-aged Jewish guy handed him that <laughs> joke, and he used it. So it's not even his joke. <laughs> and, and he literally said, it's a G.I. Jane joke. He didn't understand what was going on. Um, I, I would have, but I'm a big talker. I wasn't on stage, and it didn't happen to me. I would have responded. I mean, has anybody ever approached you when you said something, you're doing a comedy show or whatever you're doing, and, and threatened violence? Does that happen? Uh, well, you know, once in a while you have someone drunk and a little rowdy yeah. out in the uh, audience. Ironically, mostly women. <laughs> wow, there you go. But, <laughs> but uh, look, I, you know, that part where they went to him and asked him to leave and he just said he wouldn't leave. Could you imagine sitting on a commercial airline at, uh, airline flight with, uh, with a mask around your chin and then someone comes up and says, pull it up or I'm going to ask you to leave? And you go, I prefer not to. I'm just going <laughs> to sit here with this mask around my chin. <laughs> I'm Will Smith and you're the Academy. I'm not going anywhere. It's not even that much. It doesn't have to be around your chin if it says, uh, you know, FJB. Uh, you, you can't right. wear that either because it's somehow offensive. A Adam, I can't tell you how much uh, this has been a privilege for me. I've been a fan for many, many years. Go to AdamCarolla.com. He's the host of the Adam Carolla podcast, obviously. Go uh, to DailyWire.com slash Adam to get a special deal on his comedy specials called Truth Yeller and get the book Everything Reminds Me of Something Available July 19th. Adam, thanks a million for doing this and uh, come back anytime you want, my friend. Thank you. Thanks, Joe. All right, brother. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show.
So many great points made by Adam Carolla. Really, really glad to hang out with him. Didn't know him before then. I'm glad that we took some time and were able to, to, to do what we did. He's right. Think about it. Did you make any noise when, um, when schools were closed? Did you make any noise when everybody was forced to wear a mask? Did you make any noise when people were pushing these shots like there were some sort of drug on the corner? And if you didn't, I'm glad you're making noise now, but he's right. Why not, why not raise this thing when it's happening? I did. I, I did so much so that people would write to me and, and, and hope that I would get COVID and die. And that I'm spreading uh, um, information that will kill my listeners because I'm not pushing the, the, the stupid shot. So yeah, raise your voice. Be heard. Stand up for what you believe in. It's really what we have as Americans. Hey, let me tell you in the meantime about Superbeats. Superbeats are great. Fatigue, failing endurance. It happens as we get older, right? It can't be fixed with more and more caffeine. Introducing a new way to start your day. Superbeats Heart Chews. They're tasty. They taste great. Give you the energy you need. Good for you, too. No more afternoon coffees, energy, energy drinks, and candy for a quick pick-me-up. Add two delicious plant-based Superbeats Heart Chews to your morning routine and promote heart-healthy energy for your entire day without a caffeine crash because Superbeats Heart Chews' unique clinically researched grapeseed extract promote heart-healthy energy and normal blood pressure as part of a healthy lifestyle. Add these to your morning routine. You're going to be really glad you did. They taste great. Non-GMO beets and grapeseed extract. Who knew? Taste absolutely great. And, and here's what the bottom line is. You can save a bunch of money because you listen to my program. You go right now to joelovesbeats.com, save up to 45% off. You get free shipping to joelovesbeats.com. It's their best offer available anywhere. So jump on this right now. joelovesbeats.com, J-O-E-L-O-V-E-S-B-E-E-T-S.com. Up to 45% off right now. All right, 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Much more to come your way. We've got Laura Logan, part, part four. This will be the finale of that interview with Laura. Great long interview. I'll post the entire thing tonight after the show. This way, you guys can go back and, and check out the, the whatever you might have missed in its entirety. That plus also, we've got Dr. Jesse. Keep it here. This is the Joe Pags Show.